0: An unforeseen future, nestle in time, somewhere in time, unsuspected victims, no warnings, no sign. Judgment Day, the second coming arrives. Before you see the light, you must die. Those are the lyrics for the album, South of Heaven, the year 1988. And when asked, one Tom Araya, lead singer of Sledger at the time, before they retire, said that that was his vision of hell. Tonight, we will be discussing a lot of things in a theme that has to do a lot with hell. Welcome to Tell From The Abyss, the Muslim filter, unselfish, unapologetic, unpretentious, the greatest celebration of freedom of speech in the land of the free, in the home of the brave. Tell them, Jay.
1: For another wonderful episode of Tales from the Abyss, I am Jay Linderman, along with my good friend and co host, Mr. Pablo Rojo. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about a cinematic villain that I feel is heavily underrated. Started off in a book that developed into a movie and is then developed into a franchise. And it's a franchise, like the character, is very underrated. And so, with that, I'm going to pass it over to you, bro. Why don't you tell everybody what we're talking about tonight?
0: Well, you answered my first question because I was going to start by asking you, where did you, uh, what was your feeling on this character? Where did you place him among all the other boogeymans? Because uh, I know that Ghostface might have been the last one, right? The last big, yeah, big of there's this there's boogeyman character. Like the
1: last big slasher, right?
0: Yeah, but you know, in the big scheme of scenes, let's say in horror in general, uh, Ghostface may be the uh, he may be the the one of the last the last of this uh, slashers. He may never be to the same level that that, uh, that a Jason Voorhees or, or a Michael Myers, but or a Freddy Krueger or Leatherface. But he's right up there in the Hell Priest. I would say he's right up there with them to a certain extent.
1: to you is is uh, before we talk about doing these
0: Hellraiser movies um, when was the last time you saw them? Oh, I, you know, To be honest with you, I end up watching them all the time the first one, to be honest with you, I watched the first one more than what I would like to admit I actually watched the second one yesterday, I just started watching it and next thing you know I finished it
1: um, Yeah, I went back and watched Hellraiser 1 and 2, I watched the first one last night and I was able to watch the second one today um and i i've seen them before now i have not seen all of the hellraiser movies because you know there's a bunch of shitty straight to video sequels that's
0: that's the problem with this franchise that's where they went they went uh haywire when they uh when they started doing uh they started popping them out and next thing you know they started going straight to video
1: right i mean basically uh, and from doing my homework on this a lot of those scripts were going to be other films, but you know the studio needed to make a Hellraiser, so they turned it into a Hellraiser movie, which is probably why a lot of those movies I've seen a couple of those straight to video ones. Mm-hmm. A lot of them they don't make any sense. No, so, nothing,
0: so, nothing makes any sense in it. I, I really, I really, uh, I really try not to get too involved with them. I know the book, the um, what was it? Uh, yeah, it was called part. no, the Scarlet Gospels. I think it was called.
1: Yeah, that's the second book.
0: The second book. I know that, that is a great book.
1: I've heard and I've not read that. I have read The Hellbound Heart, though.
0: That's a good one.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's short, sweet, but yeah. it gets its point across.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing you know, they, this is what they described it when it came out 1987, a British supernatural horror film written and directed by Clive Barker. And that's the way that I like to remember this this franchise. By the first one and the second one. After that, I really lost. uh it it loses a lot. It has its fans. Don't get me wrong. People still follow them, but for some reason, oh, yeah. with me, it couldn't grab me after that. I agree, hundred percent. But uh, the first one, the first one, I agree with all the the critics that say that this one would give most horror movies a run for their money, even today.
1: one is watching it last night i am thinking to myself you know i have i need to watch this more because there's a lot of underlining themes here um i mean it's not just a straight-up horror film or a slasher or anything like that i mean it's got to do with uh possession. it's got to do with a a lot of a lot of ways of jealousy and and cheating and all kinds of stuff, man. I really enjoyed really really enjoyed rewatching this.
0: And it, it's not even the movie that Clive Barker wanted to do. This is pretty much what they reduced this movie to be because he got a little bit too uh too much playing with too much skin and too many sex scenes in the movie and they were like, "Nah, we couldn't they wouldn't even well, there was so much that they cut away from this movie.
1: Uh, if Clyde Barker had gotten to do the movie, the movie he wanted to do, it probably never would have gotten
0: released. No, I was thinking it would probably go straight to a, a, one of the porn sites or a porn movie or something.
1: Right, but I mean, because Clyde Barker, I, mean, I don't know if you've read of any of his other stuff, but, I mean, he's, he's, his mind, it can be kind
0: of twisted. Um, with, with this it is. I think with some of the other stuff, like for me, The Weave World, for me that is one of the best books ever written as far as horror goes. Or supernatural stuff. What was the name of it? The Weave World. I haven't seen it. I haven't read that one. But there's human beings who live inside this weave and there's another world attached. It's, it's a very complex book, but this guy really shows how much of a genius he is in that book. Because he is, uh, it's a shame, I got to meet semi-meet him a few years back, but he, for some reason, I guess he wanted to take the cash back to, the, the, to, to England, and he had no interest in taking anybody's credit cards. Hey, did, didn't
1: Cloud Barker have something to do with Candyman?
0: I think so. I'm trying to think what know. it was, but yes, I think he might have been a producer or a writer. Yeah, exactly. I love that movie, Lore of the Lusions. Very good movie. You
1: know, I'm gonna have to find it because I, I don't think I've ever
0: seen it. See, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Clive Barker can do no wrong, to be honest with you. When he has something to do with it, he he would he would definitely. The only the only thing about this whole franchise that I would say, uh, I'm glad I'm glad may he rest in peace, Mustafa Akkad might have saved both franchises. Well, I guess this one, *Hellraiser*, we can see how they sold it around and. It doesn't really matter, but they wanted to do a Halloween and Hellraiser mix up with the Hell priest, uh, or the Cenobites in general, coming after Michael Myers and Mustafa caught once it got into it. Like, um, Clyde Barker wanted to write it. And they even had, uh, Doug Bradley had, had even had talks with, um, with the director to be, um, um, God, I can't believe I forgot the name. Uh, films right I think so i yeah. i know but i don't i don't think so at that time i don't think so because that was that was the whole problem that they couldn't convince dimension they, i mean uh who was it that owned I... that owned i think was it paramount that owned uh no was it
1: Paramount? No, Halloween was uh, but... basically put out independently but i think other than the two thousand and eighteen Halloween and uh Halloween II, 1981, I, those they were put out by universal um, but i think that's the only big companies that have put a halloween
0: movie out so it might have been universal that didn't have the uh the cojones to go and talk to these people that own hellraiser that's all i can think of because uh
1: i think oh man it would have been a hell of a showdown wouldn't
0: it i don't think so i think i'm glad that they that they i'm glad it didn't happen um yeah i'm glad it didn't happen
1: it's, oh yeah me too.
0: To see it <laughs> oh definitely but but uh, you know it was one of those things where they might have done us a favor because yeah but here's that the thing helped. here's the thing john carpenter was about to come on board uh, and direct i think he was he was he was he was uh he was going towards he was basically on board to direct and clive barker to write so those two minds together, you would think that is uh, something of of a beauty of a movie, but I don't know.
1: But, I mean, I've heard, you know, John Carpenter, he's a
0: he's a tough cookie there in Hollywood back yeah. in his day. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't even want to do the
1: first Halloween too. He didn't want to do nineteen eighty one Halloween. He, yeah. I mean, they had to talk him into it. So.
0: Yeah. So he's not somebody that that you know. But yeah. he obviously, you know, maybe he, he appreciated the way that Clive Barker wrote and he knew how powerful he was of a writer that maybe he said, yeah, this is worth doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe so. But like you, I, I agree. They, I'm glad they didn't do it, though, in the long run. Because, you know, you and I both love horror and especially a Halloween franchise. So, I mean, who knows how it would have turned out.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it because, the whole thing behind, uh, behind Michael Myers is that he may have like superpowers, but he's still the boogeyman, and he's still human, and you can still get him to retreat. But then he comes back. You know, there's a certain magic to it. Agreed. I've always but, said the trick is how he moves.
1: Yeah, absolutely, big time.
0: Big time. Um,
1: but the first hillraiser is a classic too.
0: The First Hellraiser is a bona fide horror classic that I don't see how anyone that likes horror could ever take a shot at this movie. Hey, all
1: I gotta say is our lead character, uh, Kirsty Cotton, the young girl, or yes. one of the lead characters, mm-hmm. what a final girl for a horror film, don't you
0: agree? Yeah, well, and you know, that was the thing about, about the magic of Clyde Barker. He rather have corny special effects. And he'd rather have monsters that not necessarily look in a certain way so dangerous all the time. Even though this ones are gross as can be. But he wanted to always have great actors. Doug Bradley being somebody that was a seasoned veteran of the stage. Mm-hmm. and had great shop behind his acting skills. And from there on out, he just recruited all these this good actors to work on his movies. And that was something that showed in his in his uh, first two Hellraiser movies.
1: And th- uh, also, don't forget, um, Kirstie's dad, uh, Larry, played by Andrew Robinson, who was probably best known for playing the Scorpio killer in Dirty Harry.
0: In Dirty Harry, yeah, And he
1: also had that, had that small role in Stallone's
0: Cobra. Yes, 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 yes.
1: Which we have talked about
0: before. Yeah, yeah, but in Derry Harry, that's where he shines as as, there's that.
1: Right. Which, by the way, folks, be sure to check
0: out our Cobra episode. (laughs) Please do.
1: But, uh, yeah, Andrew Robinson was also, there's another role I saw that he was in. Do you remember Child's Play 3, you know, the one at the military school?
0: He was in it, right?
1: Yeah, he was the guy that cut the hair.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, the the sadistic barber. <laughs> and what a, a deviant character he plays in this one.
1: Absolutely. What a perverse
0: yeah, he, man. He looks the part too. Like like sleazy, like like the he he must have channeled that uh, that deviant man from a uh, Scorpion from from Derry Harry in that one. Uh, he must have because he had that look of, you know,
1: something's off. Something's weird, something's yeah. creepy
0: about this guy. Yeah. And then, but his wife Julia in the in the movie
1: who's a tramp, um, I mean, she uh, to me she wasn't all that attractive. But I tell you what, though, that's a hell of a role she played. A nice role in that
0: she did, she did. Um, she I, mean, did.
1: I mean, I mean, I mean, here she is, her character Julia, uh, you know, falls for her brother in law, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of how this whole thing started in a way.
0: Yeah, they must be like the Bidens, like Hunter. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <The> so, hunter. <laughs> hunter went and hooked up with his brother's widow. Exactly. Wow. That's right, but the thing that gets me about the first Hellraiser is
1: <laughs> even today the effects look great.
0: Oh, I love the special effects, even on the second one. I know some people put them down and they say they're corny, but I love that monster and the way everything looks in it. Oh yeah, they, I mean they look like those. Those. Uh, you think the person that did um, Attack on Titan, they had to. They had to. They had to steal some of those ideas from this one.
1: They had to, have because it's the, the same. Are great.
0: Yeah, it's the same, and stealing the uh, stealing the skin and all that. That was all original. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, like I was saying, the effects look great. It looked real. It looked disgusting. You know what
0: I mean? Yep. And you, you have you noticed how I always call him the Hell Priest? I hated the pin the pin, Pinhead. Just pinhead
1: like came in the sequels, right?
0: yeah, yeah, but it's Clive Barker hated it. He never he would have never been involved in nothing. He even wrote in a in a book, I think it was the Scarlet uh Gospels that he wrote uh, how Pinhead was uh walking around or or the Hell Priest. He already started calling him Pinhead. He's the hell priest started walking around, and he—I think some people were chanting "Pinhead" at him, and he just lashed at them that he hated that name. I mean,
1: I don't hate it now because, of course, I'm used. To, you know, I mean, you are both used to it. Yeah. But, I mean, To him, it was like I wasn't gonna call my character Pinhead. Give me a break.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> a Pinhead is like like a doofus, and yeah, yeah like why would you want to call your your? Adorable. Yeah, why would you want to call your character that when he's just a, a, a vicious, malevolent, disgusting? Right. But, but at the same time, he was very very uh very much an intelligent villain.
1: I, oh yeah, just listen to the way he
0: talks. Look at the uh, way he talks and he organizes things. Only I think the one that was uh, well he was following order. The one that looked like he's got uh, the shills.
1: Right.
0: He's always moving his mouth. The chunky one.
1: Yes. I do know the female one. Her name's Angelique.
0: Angelique, yeah.
1: Um, of course, you have Pinhead, and then you have the Chatterer, the guy with the mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I haven't, I, I think I'm going to try to watch Hellraiser 3 tonight, but um, supposedly in Hellraiser 3, Angelique and the big guy with the shades, they're all gone.
0: They're not in it. Yeah, they're not in it. In part three, they're not in it. And and after that, I think in part six or something, they bring new uh characters. Oh,
1: well, I never I never made it past five, and I'm surprised
0: I made the, it out. Did you the, I am trying to think which is the one that has the the man with the that looks like the jigsaw from the uh Punisher uh is this character has dark glasses and he's like the auditor, they call him uh-huh. the, of the Hell Price. Huh. Pretty interesting character. He had his face all slash and he uses a uh a um like like he writes down all the sins and all the things to then send it to this three women who devour the paper or puke the paper this fat guy pukes the paper it's when they have the killer with doing killing all this people uh trying to get in the good grace of god i don't know which which of those movies was was it six or seven but they had some some interesting one now they're gonna bring it back again
1: that's what I heard, but I mm. also heard that there's two separate projects. One's gonna the, be a series, and uh, one's yes. gonna be a movie.
0: One is gonna be a movie, and Clive Barker is, is on board. And the other one, uh, or or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Clive Barker is on board for the series on TV on HBO Max, but another movie. The, I don't know that the new Pinhead's gonna be played by a female. It is that the new hell priest is gonna is going to be played by a female yeah it's the one of the the ladies from uh orange is the new uh, black i think it's called it's a show from netflix
1: yeah i've heard i've never watched it I, I never heard. watched
0: it, but um I can assure you that that uh it should she's a beautiful woman I saw it the other day um We'll see what kind of makeup they put on it. We'll see how big of a hit it's going to be. I don't know. Maybe Doug Bradley. The last time I saw Doug Bradley was before the pandemic, and I know he's up there in age, even though he looks like a strong, powerful man.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Doesn't look like a wimp or nothing like that.
1: No, well, I think
0: there's, what, 10 Hellraiser movies, and Doug Bradley went in the last two. No, he wasn't. They got a new, they had a new new man play it. He didn't even want to play it, and then... uh, he de- he decided to to play it and I'm glad he did because he made it he made that role and it's funny that everybody wanted to know who he was that was the big thing that came out from after all these years of that movie being released in 1987 that Doug Bradley said he was at home watching the world turn on his TV that's the way Clap Barker wanted he wanted it to the 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 hell priest to be somebody that wasn't out there in front of everybody as an actor and he wanted to keep him in the dark and everybody wanted to know who this man was and that was, that was a big thing when he saw everybody. He said, I saw everybody in the red carpet, and he was in there, and he said, eh, it is what it is.
1: Wow, that's a, I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. That, yeah, I
0: always thought that was interesting, because uh, the way you know he captivated everybody's imagination, the movie really uh, exceeded everybody's expectations. They were not expecting this Hellraiser movie to really go to where it went and then to become a cult classic. In oh, horror. Yeah. I
1: mean, I can imagine how it was first received back then. Um, it had a lot imagine. of uh,
0: at least the big dogs. The big dogs uh, put it on the floor, like Cisco and Ever. I don't know if, if um, oh. th- th- those guys never liked horror films anyway. So. Yeah, they were always harsh, but you know the the way they're so educated, the way that they actually put the movie down, it was like people were going to to the movies to see some of the the, the crappiest thing in history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like you said, they they don't like, they're not big, they were never big fans of horror. No, man, the biggest critics of horror are the fans themselves. The fans themselves. Horror has always been more about the fans, the purists, the people that actually go out of their way to go see the uh, the, uh, the movie in the movie theaters. The people that actually have the time to go see it in the movie theater. The people that are not going to be cooking at home on Sunday and they're going to go out and watch it in the movie theater. That's right. And the people that are not going to have Peacock already set up waiting for the midnight Thursday to watch it. <laughs> well, I, uh,
1: I'm going to the movie theater Friday night to watch yeah.
0: it. So. <laughs> I got to I'll be taking a beating behind a bar. So, and I, I, I will be, you. I won't be giving the beating to my liver. I'll be taking it in my mind and in my arms, producing drinks one after another. So for me, it's going to be a, is is going to be one of those things where I'm going to try to watch it Friday morning or midnight tomorrow. As soon as they, uh, I wonder if they're going to release it at midnight tomorrow. I want to know.
1: I don't know. I was trying to read up on the Halloween Kills today. And uh, I couldn't really,
0: couldn't really find anything about a release time, just a day. Yeah, I know that, that some the people like us are going to love it. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to watch it, of course. Some people are putting it down. Rotten Tomatoes giving it 60 to, uh, 62%. 62 Decent. Yeah, not bad, but the reason being is that it's a... This is like a bridge movie, and it has a feeling of a bridge movie. Something that's taking you to a final confrontation on, on the on the next one. Halloween ends. This one doesn't right. have Laurie Strode throughout the movie chasing, being chased by him or trying to get him. This is more of a... A movie that that is like it's like a continuation. It's like like a real part two, like like the first, like Halloween two was. Oh yeah. Okay. So she's in bed or something, injured from of course this last uh confrontation with Michael, and the people in the town have had enough, and they're going out there trying to find him, and I guess they they come across him here and there, and you know that that's not a good thing. Well
1: empire
0: strikes back of the trilogy <laughs> i guess so if you want to call it that yes it's, that's what it is I mean, it's hard to compare i know empire Strikes back is one of my all-time favorite movies but you know that's the way i'm looking at it that's that's pretty much that's pretty much where you're gonna get you're gonna get this they're calling it feeling and they're calling it all kinds of stuff but that's really what it is 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 it's, it's just par it's like basically par par one par halloween 2018 and this one are like one movie so if you got a perspective that what you're watching is is one long story, like come on man, you can't watch uh you can't have a perspective that you're if you you're gonna go watch I guess I can't use going on with the wind anymore, even though it's nothing more than a history movie. Going with the wind's awesome. If you really look at it, I mean it depends on what perspective. Like, you know, people like you and me. We're not gonna look at that fucking movie and be happy that there was slavery or nothing like that, because no. in, in your heart and in mine, we're not that kind of people. No, I mean, I mean, who would? I mean, yes, yeah, like well, they, they got, got do, they
1: got,
0: they got sick people in this world, Jay. Well, I, I understand, yeah, but yeah. I mean, for the most part, like you just said, going with the Wednesday. Well, I'm just, yeah, it's a history it's movie. About a, it's
1: about a moment in time, and moment it's not like. there's some sensitivity with the subject and gone with the wind and i i get it and i know if you try to watch the movie on hbo
0: max they have a disclaimer on it yeah well yeah yeah because they're woke but i mean let's put the the godfather it's like if you go and watch a movie like the godfather and all you expect Mm -hmm. is to see a whole bunch of mafia shootings and stuff you know that the godfather had its moments of of uh, killings and Paybacks and stuff, but for the most part, it's the acting of Marlon Brando or Robert De Niro or good acting from Al from an upcoming actor named Al Pacino at the time that made that movie. Oh, oh
1: yeah, big yeah. Time. It's
0: so the story, I've always you know said, mean? yeah, I've always said that you get different movies, you go watch them with different a different perspective. I don't go watch Rambo expecting to watch some Oscar Oscar award winning performance from <laughs> Sebastian <laughs> Stallone, you know, any more than I got to go see Halloween expecting to see. Uh, uh, John Carpenter, give me a, a, a some kind of a, like, the sound of music. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to a, you
1: know, watching a Van Damme movie, expecting Academy...
0: Of Lawrence Woody of Car- Arabia.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm not expecting anything like that. You know, Bridge on the for or anything. Just, yeah. you know, but, and a lot of people,
0: unfortunately, don't look at it that way. And I wish they would. Yeah, I wish they would. Like, you know, that was a time when we used to go to the movies, and you went to the movies to enjoy yourself. Now people go with that that whole, that's not an Oscar movie, but if you give them an Oscar movie, some of them will pass out, sleep. Oh, yeah, yeah most
1: of those Oscar movies are boring as
0: hell. Yeah, I mean, there's...
1: Have you, ever seen, have you ever seen the English face shit? I have
0: for five minutes and fell asleep. No, I can't watch it. It's just not, like, I oh, can try, bad. but it's... I'm not going to say it's bad. It's an RF- can... yeah yeah it's just i mean maybe maybe what it is i'm not saying that it's a bad movie it's just i'm wired a different way yeah yeah but you're mean... right
1: about them being boring that is for sure yeah but i now
0: mean boring movies you can find one or two movies that have won oscars that are great that yeah. you can find find them exciting but for the most part you know a lot of the movies are not even even girls don't even want to watch them
1: because a lot of these movies are going to the streaming services or streaming services like Netflix and Amazon Prime and whatever. They're making their own films and series. And it's, to me, a lot of those movies just don't look the same. I mean, you can tell that every single bit of it is digital.
0: Oh, you mean like, like with the computer animation stuff? Yeah. Maybe now with, uh, until we go through uh, COVID... Maybe you're gonna have more of that, you know. Some of it, I don't know. It's just you—you know, you have to know how to mix it up, you know. The, yeah. Like the great ones. Like, you imagine if someone like Vincent Price was around today with special effects? Or, some of the?
1: Yeah, or Christopher Lee, or any of those guys.
0: Christopher Lee, you don't want to talk about Man. Christopher Lee? My favorite Dracula ever.
1: Uh, and as he should be.
0: Well, I don't know, Jay. You got some people that are divided. You know, some people actually uh, think Bella Lugosi is the greatest Dracula that ever walked the face of the earth. Or the greatest... He may have
1: been good, but hey, look, Christopher Lee had a
0: big, dark presence. Yeah, what for me, it? he was, I mean, like, for, for me, Dracula always scared me when I was a kid. And for me, he was, like, the one that scared me the most. And I, I'm going to give a big shout-out to Jack Palance. Jack Palance? Yep. And why is that? Because he played, he played a Dracula. Once, he did. yeah, he played. I did
1: not know that. No, I didn't
0: know that. Yeah, Jack Jack Palin. He was on. A, wasn't he on City Slickers?
1: Yeah, he was early.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was such a good role. But yeah, he played Dracula once, and it was. a and he was also he was also the main villain in Tango and Cash. He was the main villain in Tango and Cash, and the guy had a face on him that when he played a villain. But imagine him as Dracula. He was. He played Dracula on a on a movie that it was, that was uh, they call it Nobella style, where it's a little bit like a soap opera style. hmm The way the camera goes about it and stuff. But I, have to, I have
1: to find that. I don't think I've seen
0: that one yet. I've seen it on Amazon Prime. I mean, I've seen it when I was a kid and stuff, but actually I went back to see it, and man, all the way to the end, that movie's excellent. Absolutely. Well, that's another one to go on the list. <laughs> you definitely want to see that the same way that you definitely want to see... Uh, midnight mass.
1: That's right. I've not started that yet, but I've heard rave reviews.
0: Yeah, like I don't see how everybody's got a beer now, Jay. Maybe next year, maybe we gotta have our own beer. Go, go to a, uh, go to a brewery because uh, now they got Pale from the Crib. This is a an IPA. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called Liquid Gravity Pale from the Crip and it's a, uh, it's a, uh, like an IPA. Uh, I don't know, Jay. I, I would have to try it in order to know if it's a good. I know here's a beer that I know is excellent. And okay. uh, I buy it all the time. Mm, Narragansett. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. This is like, it's, it's a beer. You find it in, in in Joss. It wasn't Joss. It's the one that okay. Quinn asked them that, that he wanted the two cases as part of the payoff for killing the, the shark. Right. It has on the side, it says, Hi Neighbor. It always says, Hi Neighbor in black on the side. They sell them in a lot of supermarkets down here in in, uh, in Charlotte. But this is a special one because uh this is a Lovecraft Honey Ale from them. I didn't know that they would. It's got the same. They always put made on honor, the beer. Uh-huh. And then they have done of the Red. And this is a... uh. I guess they're they're just like done of the dead, but this is a. I've never
1: heard of, never heard of
0: these. No, this is special beers that are done for a ha- Halloween time. I don't know how how hard they are to get. I haven't seen them on my local Whole Foods, or or they just carry in a specific place in New York or or California. Then you have a shipyard, little horror of hops. <laughs> Okay, here's one that I find in my neck of the woods. I don't know if you can get it on yours because uh, this one I have access to because this is a local brewery here, Katawa. This is white zombie, white ale. I drink it. It's very good.
1: If Hellraiser was a beer, what would it be called?
0: If Hellraiser? Yeah. Would
1: you think it would be like a stout beer, like a Guinness?
0: Maybe. Maybe some kind of silver, uh, some Pilsner.
1: Yeah. I think it's a little too light for
0: something like that. Hell Racer was a beer. Hmm. Hellraiser would make a good beer. It would have like An a absolutely. commemorative uh, commemorative bottle with a top that has some pins coming out of it. There you go. But Jay, it, it like gets the better. The Walking Dead has got a Blanc, blood orange IPA.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Didn't know that either. <laughs> Jeez.
0: Then, then we have Rhodes Marie Baby. And this is a, uh, I think it's a This is from Two Rose Brewery. And this is a a pumpkin ale. Huh. Then you have a. Man,
1: there's a bunch
0: of them. Yeah, you have a pineapple witch. I guess that one doesn't make any reference. The Undead Mm. Clown Chubs. Then you got a Rogue. Oh, Rogue. I've had that one. The Rogue beer that is a Right Hand of Doom Red Ale, which is uh, basically about Hellboy.
1: (laughs) That's interesting. See, I like that.
0: I, I've had that one. The Great Lakes Brewery has Nosferatu's and Evil Evil Dead Red. Those are the <laughs> the, the, the beers that are horror themed beers for Halloween.
1: Definitely. I don't know if we going to any place up here around my area carries those, but I can always check.
0: I know the White Zombie. I've had that I've had that one. That one is good.
1: Okay, good. Good deal. I have that to- Take a look at them. Absolutely. Thank you for the suggestions.
0: (laughs) But if I'm going to suggest beer, a big shout out should go to 1911 Brewery up in New York for creating the greatest hard cider. And like me and Jay always say, they do not sponsor us in any way or form. When we tell you something, it's because it's something that we've had and we feel that is great. But they have a donut cider. And it tastes just like a liquid donut, but they do it so well. It Sounds good. If you, I mean, I don't, I never, I never liked ciders, but this one I have to give it a, a big shout out to the to the brewery because, uh, wow, those people in um, New York. And once again, me and Jay went off subject, but we were just talking about horror and stuff. Well,
1: all right, all you listeners out there taking beer suggestions, don't drink too many of them at
0: one time and get behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely don't drink and drive. Yeah, I, I won't condone it. I've done it, but I don't condone it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't recommend it. I don't do it at all. Period. It's just something that yeah. I just don't do. The same way that I don't, I don't feel comfortable. Well, especially
1: now with the Ubers
0: and all that. Yeah, you don't have to do all that, but I do yeah. get. It. I mean, the last time I got drunk in public was uh, Sunday.
1: <laughs> I I got um a little bit Friday night. A friend of mine and
0: I made some moonshine. So oh wow. <laughs> that is rough yeah <laughs> moonshine in georgia how did that happen uh man i watched a lot of dukes of hazard <laughs> <laughs> i love the dukes of hazard don't even get me started so jay going back to it part two this is the one that we haven't we haven't covered a lot but this one has they cranked up the special effects on this one yeah
1: and part two absolutely and I finished up watching part two like fifteen minutes before we started recording. Oh and wow! So, I, but
0: have you seen it before?
1: Yes, I have. Okay, I was just doing a refresher because it's been a long
0: time. The, I don't like. I tell you, I, I always get caught up watching this this two movies over and over again, here and there.
1: They, they go great together. They complement each other. Yeah, um, it's like a Halloween one and two. I mean, it's
0: they go. I mean, it's, it's a if you want to. Three hour night of horror, do that. You know, watch yeah. this back to back. And just but the. You're right about part two. I
1: mean, the effects, they definitely upped the effects. They cranked them and, up. Uh,
0: what's that? They cranked up the effects and they did it well.
1: Oh, without a doubt. It looks really good. I know it's a little, some of the effects look a little bit dated Yeah,
0: now. Yeah, because of the times. They didn't have some right. of the stuff that they would have now, yeah. And
1: this is what, 30 something years
0: ago? 30 something years ago. And you know what? If you look at them i don't know how they made the effects if they had to make it with some kind of early computer equipment and stuff but if you dirty them up a little by dirty them up i said if you splatter them with a little bit of blood in them a little bit more make them look a little bit darker and creepier they probably look a little bit better probably yeah because that's something I that, that i noticed but you know with me i always oh it's like i don't know if you remember that movie my big fat greek wedding where there's a guy who believe in uh in putting a. What's the name of that stuff to wash the windshields or to wash uh, the the mirrors? I don't remember. But I haven't seen that
1: movie. In
0: yeah, that, that, yeah, that. Well, you know, I forgot the name of it. a spray bottle that you spray and clean the surfaces. And he believed in everything that that, that everything that needed to be clean or everything everything was that, Whatever the the spray, I forgot the spray. But that, for me, as always, splatter a little bit of blood in it. It should look better. Right. <laughs> well, Just get a bucket of blood and throw it at it. It'll look better.
1: for well,
0: now anyway. Yeah. I mean, buckets and buckets and buckets and buckets of blood. But, again, what an ending on this one. Just when, when the girl said, uh, trust me. And, the, the little girl that had opened the portal again, she trusted her and it ended up saving her.
1: That's right. Sure did.
0: That was, that was cool because I wasn't expecting, uh, for, for, for the daughter to be back in there again. Oh.
1: I was thinking about this when I was watching the ending is shout out and props to the filmmakers because they dared to do something different. Yes. You know what I mean? They dared to kind of take it up another level and, uh, kind of get really creative with everything. And sure. There's elements of the first one, and in there, like a skinless body and, and, and things like that. Even uncle Frank makes a reappearance in the second one. So.
0: Yeah. You couldn't get rid of him. Yeah, dude, what a (laughs) douchebag. That douchebag just comes back. Dude, he is
1: a scum of the earth. Yeah, he
0: comes back and even more slimy than ever.
1: Yeah, so, but for the most part, I thought part two was very, in a way, innovative with his ideas.
0: Very much so. Very much so. And And right now, there's a scene going on in movies. Which a lot of this Hellraiser, um, they I mean they can thank Hellraiser for it as well as other sci-fi movies, early sci-fi movies with, with uh, opening portals and bringing right. back artifacts that they had no business bringing. Like that is the case with the uh, the latest movie that on um on Netflix, nobody gets out alive. It's about that. It's a good one. It's got some woke shit to it. They always try to do some woke shit now in Hollywood with everything. But for the most part, it's a decent horror movie. I got you. And um, uh, they have that well, theme Netflix, to it.
1: Netflix is going
0: woke all the way, anyway. Yeah, they wasn't they they were in trouble uh, last year when they had the little girl. Some kind of I, I I was not a subscriber at the time. I only subscribed to for Cobra Kai and now the uh the uh. Master of the Universe, which is coming back November twenty sixth or twenty twenty first, yeah. something like that. I think it's the twenty third. Yeah, I saw twenty third. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for that because I want to see uh, Skeller God get his due beating here soon. I don't know
1: we'll see, man. Kevin Smith hes already pissed off a lot of people.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he says he he says the the good battles are supposed to be coming up now, so we're hoping that now He Man can come back and beat the. Sh- the beat
1: uh I, I guess we'll see.
0: Uh, we hope maybe Tila <laughs> beat him, but 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 <laughs> well, you know that's the thing about the this portal that that um Clyde Barker was uh he was inspired by his grandfather having a I think he had some kind of a boxes like that weird stuff like that 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 um uh, you know they didn't have a portal to open to anywhere that we know of. But
1: uh, In that box called the uh, Lamek configuration
0: Yes Yes And he was inspired by it And it looks like a Rubik's Cube Right
1: uh, Yeah very Kind of I said The Rubik's Cube Is probably harder Than that thing
0: <laughs> Definitely Definitely I would say Harder than that thing Yeah But I know people That have Totally mastered it I have done three sides And that's it I've never been able To do the whole four.
1: Oh man I used to try to take the color and put them all on one side. <laughs> oh, You actually went that far, Jay? Yeah, man. I got pissed off. My sister could
0: do it and I couldn't. <laughs> oh, your sister could do the whole thing.
1: Yeah, she did it. I'm pretty sure it was either my brother or my sister's one of the
0: two. Oh, wow. But somebody did it. But I was like,
1: all right, let me try this.
0: <laughs> the one that I could do at all was the one that, that was uh, rectangular. That was with chains in it. Remember that one? Okay. You remember that one?
1: Yeah, I remember that. I don't I, think i ever tried that. One. I don't
0: know what that one was called, but I was a master of that one. That one well, was the one that I excelled at, but definitely not the Rubik's Cube. That one I could do three, three sides.
1: Well, well, think about it. I mean, the limit configuration only had like three little moves that did anyway.
0: Three little moves, and you open the portal, and there's three centibytes come out, and they will ask you, what is your pleasure, sir? Yeah. And... I mean... The tortures are just brutal, the way that they, they destroy the skin and the way they rip you apart. Oh, like at the end of the first one? The end of the first one, you will be traumatized if you... Oh, man, when I watched that movie, I was like, Oh, uh, and he was like, he, he, the
1: line was, Jesus wept. Yeah, that's <laughs>
0: that, that's what he said and created a whole bunch of controversy.
1: was more of a horror type film while the second one they kind of they look like they had free reign to go bonkers with it.
0: They were more it's more sci-fi. Yeah, it's
1: definitely more sci-fi without a doubt.
0: Or supernatural which is how they describe in, uh the whole series right. until that point. You know, they're describing a supernatural horror.
1: Right. And but part two has got some good stuff in it. Man. I mean, it's I'm not going to say I was as terrified as I was, you know, the first one. The first one's got some really scary moments in it. But uh, the second one, I was just intrigued at the story more than anything else. You kind of get to see where the uh, hill priest comes from.
0: Yeah, that he was. He was. I think he was a Nazi, right? Uh,
1: No, he was a pilot, I believe.
0: Fighting the Nazis.
1: Fighting, yeah, uh, World War World War Two pilot.
0: Okay so he was in the he was he was a British soldier. He was fighting for the good guys.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. And then
1: I um, I, didn't, I can't remember did they say anything I don't remember them saying anything about how he got pulled into it but
0: I think he got captured and tortured. Is that what it was? I think so. Well, well, I think in part 3 that uh attempt to explain a lot of that. They did. I think part three, you know, part two gave you something Uh on it. They just show him on the floor and they show him how they, he was captured or they show a surgery. They show, I think about all three of them came about.
1: Yep. So, but I mean, part two also, I I, I like the ending. Did you like the ending? A part two? Yeah. Oh, I love
0: the ending of part two. I thought it was awesome.
1: When that guy gets sucked into the bed?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought it was great.
0: No, part two. Part two is, like I said, part two is more of a, uh, like well, supernatural. I call it sci-fi. But it's more of a supernatural thriller, right. balls-to-the-wall horror that uh, it kept you on the edge of your seat throughout the entire movie. Well, yeah. There's
1: just a lot more to the second one than the first one. Yeah, they're
0: um, throwing a lot. I think they should have built on part two, they should have built to do a better part three. Yeah.
1: I've seen it but I may go back and watch it but I do sort of remember it not being all that
0: great no it wasn't I think this is one of those franchises that I've seen them all but the memorable ones are part, part one Hellraiser and part two yeah and Hellbound, I do, remember, I I do
1: remember seeing Hellraiser Bloodline in the movie theater actually
0: you know Jay I think I did the same
1: Yeah, um, only because I had caught the first three on, like, Cinemax or something, and, that and I went to the theater, and I, a lot of people don't like it, but I thought Bloodline wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah, I, I can't remember. I can't remember bad memories of Bloodline are good. I don't think it was that memorable, but it might have not been bad.
1: Because the Heroes of Bloodline, which is the fourth movie, it, it that was the last one to be released in the theaters, so...
0: Yeah, so they might have put some effort into that one. Then you got part five, and part six, and well, seven.
1: Well, they they say the rumor is is that you know since Hellraiser went direct to video and it became somewhat of a, a success, um, they tried to they were thinking about doing the same thing with Halloween
0: until Glow, Jamie Lee Curtis came along. Oh, to send it right to video.
1: Yeah, the supposedly there was a story out there. Somebody was commissioned to write a script, and they mm-hmm. were
0: gonna, you know, write it quick, shoot it quick, and release it quick. No, this straight to video. Sometimes you know they can do a movie that is straight to video, and they put some passion into it. But sometimes, for some reason, with the big titles, they just say the hell with it. They get lazy, and it's just about <laughs> thinking that everybody and their mother is gonna jump on it as soon as it comes out, and then you got yourself a. A well, flop on your hands that nobody wants to watch, unbearable.
1: A speaking of it. straight to video, and I know, maybe I'll top it just a tad, but that's what we do. Um, what in the hell has happened to Bruce Willis?
0: Well, he's older. He's he's almost uh, sixty-seven. Yeah, but maybe these I'm...
1: movies he's he's in. Oh, my
0: oh God. you mean the, the the movies that he's in that are not as good as before? Well, they start working oh, at um, they start working. They Close they to home. Possible. Yeah, you know, it's the comfort of those actors working close to home because they're at an older age. Like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro did a movie together that they played cops. Yeah, and, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but they were close to home. And, you know, Pacino said that he wanted to be close to home and he agreed to make some of those movies uh, like that that are close to home because it gives them the ability to just basically go and work on a theater, do a play at the same time. I
1: mean, it, I mean, Bruce Willis is just flat out bored in every one of his movies
0: now. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a, it's a shame, but they, um I don't know. Maybe the Hollywood don't want nothing to do with him. Maybe they don't have nothing for him.
1: I mean, I did hear he was kind of difficult to work with, so.
0: Yeah, that might have had something to do with it, you know. Because I was surprised when I saw who was it, Stallone wasn't that Disney movie. the one i think was stallone that played the uh, the father of uh, or not the father might have played the father the real father of uh guardians of the galaxy oh yes
1: yeah, stallone was
0: in that yeah for the most part you know him stallone <laughs> bruce Willie, and uh <laughs> bruce Willie, stallone uh schwarzenegger schwarzenegger and though they got a lot they got one thing in common but i ain't gonna i'm gonna leave it at that so it was rare for me to see him in a disney movie oh. He's got a lot of dread to video stuff now, too. So, oh, yeah, but with him, it's, ex- it's self explanatory. I think we have oh, seen, yeah. yeah. I don't Bad think idea. with him is because he's a Republican. I think with him is because <laughs> he has done a lot of uh, he's had a lot of outbursts out there in which maybe people feel a little bit not very receptive of having him around.
1: Uh, let, let's just
0: say he pissed a lot of people off, yeah. Uh, so, with him, with him, you don't have to go and you don't have to dig too much, too. Right? Good actor, though. Good actor.
1: you know, as back in that night, especially throughout the 90s, you got a lot of direct-to-video stuff, like Hellraiser, and you started getting Van Damme movies direct-to-video. And
0: Well, that one, we also know what happened there.
1: Yeah, Seagal went direct-to-video, which he should have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, I, I, look, I love action films, but and I've seen the theatrical releases of Seagal's movies, but... I've never cared for him as much as I did everybody else, so. so. Yeah. But, and plus, it just looks like straight crap now, but the direct video market, I mean, it's been around so long now, so you just wonder and figure out, like do we have to keep getting all these shitty movies? That's what it looks like. Because, I mean... I, I read somewhere Bruce Willis filmed the movie here recently and filmed it in five days and got paid like
0: $2 million. $10 bucks.
1: Like, yeah. Wow. For five days of shooting, shoot. i do it. Let's go. So that's that.
0: <laughs> that's your answer. That's why they're doing it, because they're paying them a whole bunch of money. Yeah. The work is minimum, and you just, you basically you move on and you show up. So that's but, the reason why they're doing it. You know what movies I think are are straight to video and I like the the Hatchet, Victor Crowley. Oh Hatchet, yeah
1: man, those are
0: good. Yeah, the Victor Crowley movies, I like those.
1: Oh yeah, that's Kane Hodder.
0: Yeah, that's Kane Hodder's. Uh, when they threw him out of uh, I don't know if they threw him out when they wanted nothing to do with him. Uh, that they, uh, they went with another uh, another uh, another Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Uh, he decided uh, that he was going to go in his own direction, and he he basically has a lot to do with his Hatchet movies, and it's been a success.
1: Oh, yeah, Hatchet's great, and if anybody hasn't seen those, I think there's four of them. They're, they're all four of them are actually pretty good.
0: There's, um, I think, that I know of. I've only seen three.
1: Well, there's a fourth one that's just called Victor Crowley.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the one, that it's not called Hatchet. It's called Victor Crowley. I guess they're telling you the story.
1: The first
0: three, but they, yeah. were,
1: they were very good. Very good.
0: Jay, we're coming to the um, to the very end of this. How about um, this movie? Um, it's called um, Psycho Gore, man Have you seen this movie? I have not. That's a good movie on shutter Once again, big uh, shout out to Shudder for. for- uh, a movie on there the other night called satanic panic satanic panic
1: yeah it was decent but you know it was a fun little movie in parts um uh god who was in uh rebecca remains in it she's like one of the main characters
0: hmm uh
1: there's another movie from shudder i have on my list called revenge I don't want to
0: try that out oh jay i gotta tell you because i don't think you you do you deal with the public in your job
1: uh here and there
0: because nobody's gonna believe this jay but this is it a true is. story what's up there was a movie that i watched friday night on amazon prime it's called bingo Hell. it's actually I've a good seen, movie it's actually a good I've movie seen
1: the title it. It's actually a good
0: movie. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Oh, okay. It was a fun movie. I'm not gonna say okay. it's a great horror movie, but it was a fun movie. I enjoyed watching this movie. Like
1: a Return of the Living Dead type of fun.
0: Mm, yeah, somewhere yeah, around I mean, somewhere around there, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. Kind of humorous yeah.
1: with horror.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it was it was it was just dis- it was disgusting in your face kind of heavy. Heavy things about life, but they put a sarcastic tone to it. I mean, it was it was well done, but then right. the next day, I'm working a wedding. I can't say where, but you know, you know, I'm, I bartend a lot on the weekends. Right, right. Jay, a guy was a guest, and he looked exactly like the evil man in Bingo Hell. It freaked. <laughs> like when he. When he arrived to the, my bar and I moved my eyes up and I made contact with this motherfucker I nearly pissed on myself. I went backwards. Like like I had never in my life had had seen a movie, a horror movie. And then the next day actually seen an identical version of the uh of the villain in the movie asking for a drink.
1: Shouted, Bingo, hell,
0: Nobody what you talking about. <laughs> no, but I would have never I would have never done that on that setting no, because no, I'm no,
1: no,
0: I'm, I'm working like in, you know, I work in a place where you can't do that kind of stuff. I mean it's like right, real right. upscale. But I it was gotcha. just insane. Like I I mean he had the hat and everything. He was dressed just like the guy. It was yeah, a spitting I, image. When you when when you see this movie you're gonna laugh if you remember this story, because it was the same image of this man. I showed it to my coworker that was working next to me. I was like, look, check this out. That's why I jumped backwards when I saw him. And she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I said, yeah, I watched that movie last night, and now I'm watching this dude in here. It's like, freak me out. That's hilarious. Because, But definitely, I would highly recommend for everyone to watch that movie, Bingo Hell, if you got Amazon Prime. If you can find The Wolf Within, which is a werewolf movie, a very interesting werewolf movie, I highly recommend it. And what else on Shorter that I that I'm Jay is recommending, uh what is it that you're recommending on Shorter, Jay?
1: I recently watched Satan Panic Satanic? and then um I've got another film called Revenge up on my list. I may try to watch that. Oh, I think that's
0: a very seems- popular uh movie. Right.
1: With uh, a girl that with okay. a girl? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's 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 it's a French movie, I think it is. It's very popular there. And then uh, From there the other night, but they're old slasher. Movie, oh, Mother's Day is one of them. Oh, Mother's Day is good. Yeah, so yeah, it got some good stuff on there. I haven't really watched anything else
1: new other than, uh, you know, went back and watched Hellraiser and watched that Satanic Panic. But and, I um, highly
0: recommend that Psycho Gore Man.
1: Good deal. Check
0: that out. This is definitely a movie that you don't want to miss out on. So Jay, okay. next next our next show, big anniversary show, we're gonna be talking about uh old Judith Myers little boy, all growing up forty years later, still haunting us, still giving us nightmares. Look,
1: Halloween Kills is getting ready to come out, and I'm literally just smiling ear to ear. I'm ready. You know, it's been uh it's been three years since the last movie. I'm anxious I loved how the trailers have looked. Um it looks to be like a very violent, brutal type of movie with a different theme where the two thousand eighteen version was about, you know, recovering PTSD and mm-hmm. trauma. And I think this one's gonna be about redemption and revenge is what it looks like. So I am super pumped about going to see Halloween Kills. Like I said earlier, I'm gonna be at the movie theater, uh, probably Friday night.
0: Wow. That's exciting. So uh, they had a movie theater over here that was showing Part One and Part Two, but I couldn't go. That was too uh, tired.
1: They're showing.
0: Uh, I'm gonna uh, regret they, it forever, huh? Th- yeah, they're showing the original one around here at the Plaza Theater in downtown. But like, not a not Part thing. Two. Huh? Not Part Two. No, just I only saw Part One. No, these people here were showing Part One and Part Two, but I couldn't go. Man, I was too beat. Oh, man, I'll regret it. Awesome. I'll regret it forever. We still, we're still gonna be buying them on Blu-ray because I got them. I got them both. But um, I do too. Yeah, without a
1: doubt. And so, then, dude, I'm still waiting on my copy for that movie I told you
0: about about the two films together. Oh
1: Lord. So why we'll didn't you do
0: that? <laughs> oh boy. So folks, our next episode, big time Halloween talk. Me and Jay are gonna watch this movie like 17 times before we actually do the next show. Are you kidding uh, me?
1: 18 18 18 times
0: so for the great Jay Lenderman I am Pablo Rojo letting everybody know that somewhere between good and evil you can find us bringing you the tales from the abyss until the next time stay safe out there and thank you for tuning in